0: Welcome to Clear Mind Radio, an hour-long call-in program designed to unwrap the value of psychiatry in biblical scriptures, to empower and equip the believer to walk in mental clarity on their journey for a deeper spiritual relationship with Christ. Your host is Dr. Ebony Blackman Humphrey, a highly skilled and sought-after psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner who advanced her clinical training past the steel barrier walls of Harborview and Overlake Medical Center to come to you live. Are you ready to have a clear mind? Here's Dr. Ebony.
1: Great night. I want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Claremont Radio, and I am your host, Dr. Ebony Behave. And it is an honor, as always. I am a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, and it is a great delight to be with you tonight. Well, I want to say to you that all week long I have been pondering over some things and really meditating and pressing in in terms of what we would talk about tonight and I know right now in our country uh, the statistics are very um, troublesome when it comes to this whole concept of suicide and so tonight the Lord put on my heart to really talk about uh, spiritual death and what does that mean in the context of, of suicide. And so I just asked the father that he would just guide my mouth tonight and uh, give me uh, clarity of thought that I may be able to articulate to his sheep and that you will experience such relief in knowing that there is an answer to what we feel like is a epidemic here. So again, we're talking about spiritual death. So let's jump right in. If you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to the book of Genesis. And the book of Genesis is a really good book to, to really dive into when you are trying to understand this whole concept of suicide. We get tons of patients, for whatever reason, decide that they don't want to live and uh if you look through the literature it says that there are several ways that are the um most common ways that individuals end their life and when you think about if you've had someone or if you yourself have been in a situation where you felt terminal in terms of your emotions and you didn't want to live Uh, It it feels overwhelming, right? The pressures of life, internal suffering. It gets a person to a place where they say, you know, I call it quits. And I'm going to make a decision to remove myself from the equation of earth. And I'm going to leave. And many times they do leave. They leave by uh, overdosing. They leave by uh, hanging themselves. They leave by... Um, you know, brutally um, ending their life with weaponry, it's just, it's all over across the board and it's very sad. And so, you know, as we are sad, God, God's heart is moved by that. And there's clarity in his word to help us to be able to understand this issue that is plaguing our society. So, I want you to turn to Genesis 2 and 17. And when you turn to Genesis 2 and 17, I want to read, it says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest, therefore thou shalt surely die. And then, you know, when you think about this whole concept of surely dying, you know, you picture yourself there in that moment of course we weren't there but we can play like we were and you get your mind to go to this place that God made for Adam and as a, a skeptic you're looking in and you're saying no way he's going to do it he's not going to do it you know because God said that you're going to die if you do it so no way he's going to do it i can only imagine the angels watching right because the bible says that They rejoice when one sinner gets saved. And and so I can only imagine them being there saying, oh, my God, he's going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And we know that they don't know all things because they in the word it says they've said, who is man that God would consider him worthy? So they don't know everything. And so they're watching, trying to see how this pans out. And, you know, here comes this woman God, God then pulls this woman from. From the man, and and we know the story, right? Uh, she had some vulnerabilities, some uh, propensities about, some proclivities about her. I'm sorry, she has some proclivities about her, and through those things, she was tempted. And the serpent comes to her, and she takes of the forbidden, and she did not die like on spot. Now there are some people in the Book of Acts. Sapphira was one of them her husband was another that Peter was saying that they lied to the Holy Ghost because they were supposed to sell property and they were supposed to give it to the church but they lied and they died instant right but for Adam and for the woman they did not die instantly and so when you think about this concept of of death you're thinking well the Lord surely spoke to them that the day that they would eat of it that that they would surely die but that's not what happened right she took of it and she went and she gave it to Adam and he took of it right now years ago I thought to myself well maybe God he saw that she didn't die and so He figured that it would be okay for him to now do something he couldn't have done himself. Um, And I could really go off on a tangent on that, but I won't tonight. But, you know, I used to think like that in meditation. I would be like, God, you know, maybe, maybe he saw that she didn't die. And then so he felt like, okay, well, nothing happened to her. So let me, let me do it. And so she took of it, she, she ate of it and then she gave it to him and then he ate of it. But then the scriptures say that he sinned according to his own will. So it wasn't like he was forced to do it. There was something down deep within him that resonated with what he was doing and or what was happening and he connected with it and so he wanted to do it, right? And so we know, you know, they what happens because we can we can open up the Bible and we can read it for ourselves. But the reason why I bring this up in conjunction with what we're talking about tonight in terms of spiritual death is because that is the place. And when I say that, I'm saying what's deep in you versus what is in front of you is where we have spiritual death. And when we, uh, when we fail to give ourselves to truth and to walk in truth, because what God said, uh, before the woman came to be, he meant and, And that exchange between him and the man was the life sustaining power in order to continue to make him a living soul. And the moment that he partook of the unforbidden, he could no longer have that connectivity to the ultimate power source that would enable him to live. If you look at Matthew 6 10, and this is the scripture is just to really give more context. It says thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And we're talking about parallel realities that here God is in heaven and he is in communion with this man so much so that he gives him a directive and the directive that he gives him pertains to what this man needs to do in order to maintain connectivity to the power source, which, or the ultimate power source, which is God, right? Cause he says, let there be light. He spoke and then there was, he, he's greater than the light cause he spoke the light and so he's the ultimate power source and so he gives this man a directive if you're listening to my voice for the first time this is clear my radio and i'm your host dr ebony behave and i'm a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and tonight we're talking about spiritual death and what this thing is about or what is this thing called suicide about and so we're saying you know god is the ultimate power source and he's given man a directive. In order for man to stay in constant contact, constant fellowship with him, because he is, he's the sustaining power, right? And so we're talking about there being two parallel realities, heaven being one and earth being another. And when you think about these realities, the scriptures in Matthew six ten it says thy kingdom, you know, he, his kingdom is the highest kingdom there can ever be. Thy kingdom, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we have these two realities. And when you read the scriptures, you know that these realities are not on top of each other. Uh, one, one is more advanced and the other one is coming to in heaven Heaven's reality is always ahead of Earth, Earth's reality, right? And so he says, Thy will be done in Earth as it is in heaven. So heaven is a, a, a far advanced in terms of, um, you know, Gaunt's reality. And then Earth is, is slowly moving under Heaven's reality. And at certain times, they sit on top of each other, right? The Messiah he comes, and then heaven's reality and earth, re- earth's reality are on top of each other, and you have earth that can um, pull down from heaven. You know, today I was studying uh, galactical activity and the rotation of planets and how they orbit and just some really good stuff in terms of how you can have a large mass that will orbit in, in space and how a planet or a star will pull on a, um, Like our planet or the planets could not rotate unless there was something pulling on it. And, and and, in, in space, there's a gravitational pull there that is pulling on the planet and the planet is pulling at the same time and says, you come to me. No, you come to me, you come to me. And it's this pull And neither wants to come to each other. And so you now have them, you have an orbit, you have it orbiting. And this is what I'm saying when I'm talking about heaven's reality and earth's reality. That heaven is is far advanced and then earth is coming underneath. And in the garden, you had them on top of each other. Because God, who is all sufficient, who is all powerful, was walking in the garden. He was in communion with the man. And heaven and earth were on top of each other because he was walking in the earth, right? He was walking in the earth. And when man fell... Now earth falls behind and has to constantly keep up because earth is far advanced. And so when you think about this concept of spiritual death and this whole idea of suicide, suicide comes from a result of being disjointed and not being connected to the ultimate power source. He is the ultimate power source. He is life sustaining. Right. And I want to talk about, you know, in meditation, you know, the Lord was really putting on my heart. And I'll say this before we go to commercial break. He says to me, what was the first human connected to? And And that question really did penetrate deep because as humans, when a woman, when, when there's fertilization that has happened within the woman, that, that embryo, uh, zygote, that and I, and I, and I pray to God that I'm pronouncing that right, is going toward the uterine wall because it's trying to bury in there. Because it's trying to find a place that it's connected. When we come back from commercial break, we're gonna talk about this whole connectivity, spiritual death, and what that means today in our society. This is Clear Mind Radio. Sit tight, we'll be back in a minute.
0: more of clear mind radio coming up after this on 8:20 a.m the word
2: all of us have felt the sting of another person's judgment made worse by their not having all the facts in the spirit of doing unto others we should be careful about judging others before we take time to inquire into their situation think of the times we jump to conclusions about a stranger's words or actions without knowing anything about that person The letter in the New Testament written by James has a good word that applies to judging. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get upset with others. It's a simple way to fulfill the golden rule. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's golden rule on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home.
0: Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. That's Route66life.com. Route 66. Start your journey home today. And listen to David Jeremiah on Turning Point, weekday mornings at 930 on 820 AM. The Word. If you have a question for Dr. Ebony, call 800-955-8200. That's 800-955-8200. And now, more Clear Your Mind Radio. Here again as your host, Dr. Ebony.
1: All right, I'm glad that you're back. I want to thank you for staying uh, seated and inviting as many people as you possibly can to let them know that we are on live tonight clear Mind radio with dr ebony behave so before we went to commercial break i was talking to you about the question that god posed to me uh about what was the first human connected to and how as humans we when a woman is pregnant she and her baby are connected to each other via the placenta right so the the placenta acts as a communicative device that allows for the baby that's growing within her to place a demand on her and it causes her body to respond to this being growing in the inside of her, right? So it's a communicative channel that the umbilicus is, is, is is a source of sustaining power because through it, it is getting the essential nutrients that it needs to grow. So I want to say not just the, or tonight I want to talk about not just the physical, Umbilical connection, but also the spiritual umbilical connection that relates to the question that God posed to me about what was the first human connected to. So, I did some digging, and I want to talk about some anatomy because I'm 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 falling in love with neuroanatomy, and uh, it says that. But this is just anatomy on the umbilical cord or the umbilicus. It says that as the embryo grows and there's differential growth of tissues, uh, it leads to the folding appearance of the embryo and the ventral attachment of the yolk sac narrows and the uh, intracolomic portion of the yolk sac becomes the primitive... Elementary uh canal and attaches to the extra colomic portion uh through the vital line duct and I know this sounds you know very techy, very medically, and I'm gonna break this down right spiritually because it's very vital that I read this because it, it, we're gonna talk about the spiritual umbilical cord and how. This thing is cut, all right? And then it talks about the atlantis bud. Now this thing here, it says the atlantis bud, the Atlantos bud from the hind gut and grows into the body stalk. The yolk stalk and the body stalk eventually fuse together to become the umbilical cord. Now, you have these major components within this embryo that does not have anyone telling it what to do. It is pre-programmed to do what it's doing in order for it to be able to live. And this is my understanding of spiritual things that when God, in his sovereignty, said, let me make man in my image and in my likeness, there had to be a fusing of not just the spiritual side of us, but the soul part, the soulless realm of our being and the flesh part of our being. And these things were supposed to fuse together, right? But we know that the Bible talks about the flesh and that the flesh is an enemy of God. But then when you look in the book of Genesis, the Bible talks about how God opened up Adam's flesh and he brought out a woman and then he closed his flesh back up. So you ask yourself, what? happened that what was the flesh supposed to do what was the purpose of God making us in flesh too because flesh when we think about flesh you would think okay like my body right but you know I think there's a deeper I shouldn't say I think I know that there's a deeper component to the flesh nature of humans because it allows for us to be connected to another life source right that you having known evil and good you now can plug in it's no different for, for in the earth right now we have cars that can run by uh gasoline and cars that can run by um artificial components like E eighty five, I think they said that's synthetic. It's not it's not like what normal petroleum is you know, it's something else. And then now they have cars that are electric uh, and then, you know, batteries and, and things like that. So so you can look at a car and say I can drive using multiple sources of energy. And, and and this is what I believe, that, that you can now, having uh, took of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you now know a different uh, uh, power source, a different uh, energy source that you can plug into that energy source, and you can live what we believe outside of the will of God, right? And you can do things that's unpleasing to God and still walk around and say hi and goodbye, right? And it's not being a big deal because in the garden it appeared that the only way to live was to commune with God. But when the woman ate of the forbidden and the man ate of the forbidden, now their communion now was with the serpent. Help us, God, tonight. I want to keep going a little further. So we're talking about the point in which uh, man then comes to a juncture when, when heaven now being far advanced in comparison to earth. And then, and then the man being connected to another life source, because as humans, we we're budding it says we're budding and then it says here that the that the yolk stalk and the body stalk eventually fuse to become the umbilical cord and that umbilical cord is connected to that mother and that mother now becomes the sustainer for that baby right that whatever she does it has a direct implication on what is growing inside of her. Lord help us. It's no different, it's no different for spiritual things that whatever the father does that has implications on us. Right? I want to keep reading scripture because you know, nothing nothing is new under the sun and as god was posing me with this question about what was the first human connected to and i said lord well they he, he didn't have an umbilical cord he didn't he didn't he wasn't connected to another human because you simply said that you formed him out of the dust and then you you blew into his nostrils the breath of life and then he became a living soul. And so God says, well, then what was he connected to? And I said, well, God, he only, he was only connected to you, which lets you know that there is a spiritual uh, umbilical cord that exists. And we as humans are so focused on the physical umbilical cord. And, you know, when I was working, when I was working as a labor and delivery nurse, they would say, yes, what stimulates the baby to breathe is when you cut one, when it gas, when you take, when he comes out, it's like, um, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm startled, but there's really not a huge demand placed on that baby to be sufficient, to be, to be independent until you cut the umbilical cord. Because when you cut the umbilical cord, the baby then goes, it struggles And, and it's trying to cry, you know, and there's a sound that the baby makes and you would think it's cute, but as a labor and delivery nurse, you would say, that's not a cute sound. And I had to learn that. And, you know, because the baby is, "Mm, mm, mm." and you would think, oh, that's so cute. Look, he's making noise or she's making noise. But as a labor and delivery nurse, they, they don't, like, they don't think that sound is cute. They said the baby is struggling, it's gasping, it's trying to force its alveoli open in order for there to be appropriate gas exchange because it no longer has its mother to do that. And what I'm saying is spiritually that though we are, oh God, though in the earth we're connected to another power source, we are gasping for air the entire time because that's not a pure sustaining power, which gives us the freedom that only comes in Christ. So uh, you gasping, you're making that mm, mm noise the whole time that you are outside of the will of God because sustainability only happens in him. Right. And so now earth is moving and heaven is moving, right? And 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 you're asking yourself, well, then why does the person commit suicide, right? And the person commits suicide because now the earth catches up to heaven, and and the spiritual umbilical cord had already been cut, and now the. Now the earth is about to catch up because the Bible says everything happens in a time and in a season. The Bible says if a man does not love his life, he will surely lose it. So now earth catches up with heaven that your spiritual umbilical cord was cut long before you were born. Because we were born into sin we we're born into iniquity we've all sinned and fall short and so now the earth catches up with the spirit and if you have not been caught to the to the true vine right because he says I am the vine dresser and he says "I came to redeem you he says I became a curse for a curse for you so if you have not connected to him who is still walking the earth, right? Jesus, he sits in the heavenlies and he, he looks down on the earth and he intercedes. If you have not connected to him by time earth catches up with heaven, if you have not found a true plug, it's just like a cell phone. I'm thinking of a cell phone, right? If you have an Android, shameless plug. I don't do iPhones. I know I'm not an iPhone person. But I do do galaxies. I I love galaxies. Sh- shameless plug, right? I love the Note Nine. I'm not sure about the Note Ten. I don't know if that's coming out. I don't know. But I love all their products, right? It's just user friendly. I I'm sorry to all those who love Apple. I'm not. Uh, I I like Apple computers, but the iPhone I can't dig. So my my Galaxy, when when I need. To connect it to a power source. If you don't connect it to this supercharger uh, port, you, you, it's not going to give you enough power in order to be able to uh, get to 100 uh, percent in terms of the battery. Because all of the functionalities on the phone, you need a bunch of battery. You need a bunch of you a bunch of juice on this battery. And and if you use an incompatible charging source, it will send you a warning on your phone and it will tell you insufficient charging because it knows the demand that you are going to put on it because of all of its capabilities. And it'll tell you you are connected to an insufficient power source. And so if you if I don't go get my turbocharger and connect it, then I could be on my phone and it's plugged into the wall and my phone will cut off as it is plugged into the wall, right? And you would think, oh, that's crazy. Why would it do that? Well, because that's not enough power to sustain my phone. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about suicide. The reason why people are ending their lives, the reason why people are careless and as to whether they live or not, is because they are they are plugged into incompatible chargers, and when when Earth now catches up with Heaven, if you are not plugged into a compatible charging source, if you're not plugged into a turbo charging source, lights out, goodbye. And they feel like they have no other choice but to do it. Because their phone and I'm using it as an analogy. I'm using phone in their life as an analogy. I'm saying their phone, which is I'm saying their their life, now is getting ready to it's to cut it's gonna cut off because they don't have the 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 power that they need to be alive, to stay alive. And that's why they are so determined. They're very determined because they are not connected to him who made them. And they will go to great lengths to do it. I've had patients that regret that they did not, do it successfully that they keep trying to do it because God has designed us to be able to function at such a high level. And if you are not connected to Him, the only other I, oh God, the only other choice is just to say, Lights out. And they go, Lights out. And in the earth, we don't understand it. Why is it happening like this? Because Earth is catching up with heaven, he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so earth is swinging on because heaven is calling earth and earth is calling heaven. And, and, and one is saying, I'm not coming. Heaven, earth says, I'm not coming to you. Heaven says, I'm not coming to you. And, and, and and the earth is orbiting because everything happens in a time and a season. And then there comes a time when earth gets right underneath heaven. And if you are not connected, it's just like the gifts, the talents, that, that each man had a talent and the man that had one talent, he went and buried it. Right. And, and God is upset, right? Because you're not doing what he said to do. But if you're not connected to the power source, if you are connected to an incompatible power source, then we're like the baby, just, mm, you know we're 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 grunting because we we're not living at our capacity, our fullest capacity, and that is what gets a person to say, you know what? I don't want to live anymore. I can't do this anymore, and 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 life is just so painful. Life is so treacherous that they don't want to be here, despite what family members they have, despite the job, despite the wealth. They don't care. And that's because of incompatibility. Well, let's take a commercial break. When we come back from commercial break, we're going to continue this conversation about compatibility. This is a great conversation. Sit tight. We'll be back in a minute. Clear my Radio.
0: more of Clear Mind Radio coming up after this on 8:20 20 AM, The Word.
2: $4 a gallon. California gas prices spiking the last two weeks. It's blamed on refinery outages and ethanol prices jumping as floods in the Midwest, wiping out corn crops. Thankfully, the national average is still two seventy-eight dollars a gallon. Gas prices are often connected with our emotions. Staples in our kitchen like bread. Eggs, milk might see price increases, but rarely do they get headlines. When raise gas prices by a dime, people get angry. After all, so many of us depend on our cars, trucks, and motorcycles to get around. Without gas, a nation can come to a quick stop. Another more important thing that we can't live without is Jesus. He's the life-giving vine, and only when we abide with him can we bear fruit. Do you maybe feel out of fuel? And let me encourage you to turn to Jesus and find abundant life today and forevermore. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org.
0: And listen to Haven Today, weekday mornings at 11 on 820 AM, The Word. If you have a question for Dr. Ebony, call 800-955-8200. That's 800-955-8200. And now, more Clear Your Mind Radio. Here again as your host, Dr. Ebony.
1: All right, I want to thank you for sticking uh, in your seat or lying in your bed, wherever you are listening to us tonight. It is a great pleasure, as always, to be ministering to you here on Clear Mind Radio. Well, before we went to commercial break, we were talking about how I have had patients where they're so determined to end their life. And they're not thinking about the families, their family members that they're leaving behind, the careers that they, they're they leaving behind, because none of that matters, right? They could have spent years obtaining those things, you know, in terms of acquiring wealth. And then at that moment, none of that matters, right? It's just what they are feeling on the inside is so terminal to them, that they say, okay, I don't care about any of this stuff. But, you know, it's like an oxymoron thing, right? Because, you know, you you become so consumed at getting it. And that's why the Bible says that, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? So you, you spend so much of your time acquiring these things, but then when earth catches up with heaven, they say, you know what, that's okay. I don't want to be here anymore. It, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to downplay it, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it because suicide is horrible and it is a real thing. And it happens to real people. And I'm saying that I have gone to the point where I am just, I am, I'm over it. I, I want us to be able to walk in this purity, walk in this truth so that these things that are preventative don't continue to plague our society because there is an answer to it. It, 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 it is, it's in the word, Is an answer to it. So we're talking about earth catching up with heaven and earth and heaven having parallel realities because he says, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And so these things come up on top of each other they are aligned they're they're positioned on top of each other as they were in the beginning and then straight away and the and the earth swung you know in or slowed down and and now heaven is always ahead of earth and earth is always trying to catch up with heaven and so we're saying that there's two different umbilical connections one is physical, and the other one is spiritual. And we're saying that the validity that's associated with there being a spiritual umbilical connection is that Adam did not have a human mother and a human father who conceived him. But he was still connected to the father because the, the father was in the garden, walking in the cool of the day, communing with Adam. Right. And then the father gives a a directive to Adam concerning not eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because in the day that he did, he would surely die. And we're saying, because Adam was not connected to a human by way of an umbilical cord, that he was connected to the father by way of a spiritual umbilical cord, that the moment he ate of the forbidden his umbilical cord was cut now here i here's something else to think about and ponder now when we're talking about the umbilical cord and the spiritual umbilical cord and how that's synonymous to my phone being plugged into a a wall power source and outlet via this turbo charger And it allows for a sufficient amount of power to come to my phone to charge the battery, which allows me to be able to use all the features of the phone. And we're saying that when man went astray from God, he was connected then to another power source via his flesh, because the scriptures talk about the works of the flesh and the Bible says that. The flesh is an enemy of God, because it can be connected to another power source that's not sustaining. Okay, I want to talk about another concept, and I want to read something. And in in Scripture, in Matthew four and four, and it's in the King James version. It says, "But he answered and said," and we're talking about Christ. It is written, "Man shall not live by bread alone." but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He's talking about the spiritual uh, umbilical cord because Adam did not have a human mother and father. What he had was what God was speaking to him, right? Because the human, in terms of the umbilical cord, the, the human fetus and mother, are exchanging um blood uh their carbon and oxygen carbon dioxide and oxygen there's an exchange that's happening in the blood the mom is you the baby is using the mom as a filtration system the mom is sending to the baby all the necessary components that it needs to sustain life and the baby just grows because the mom Is continuing to feed it, and so the mother consumes through her mouth, and through her mouth, she then her body breaks down all of the uh, food that she eats, and then it separates the nutrients and then it gives it its portion. To the baby, you know, via the uterus and the placental connection and the baby is able to sustain life. And we're talking about the spiritual umbilical cord that the word is the transaction between us and the father that the word he speaks is transactional for us to sustain in life because man shall not eat by bread alone. Eating. He's talking about what goes in your mouth, right? He's saying you cannot right. what goes into the woman's mouth is what's feeding her fetus. Right? And he says, man shall not live by bread alone. What goes in your mouth? He says, but, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, right? Because God says in the day that you eat this, you will surely die. What he said, right? He he was supposed to live off of what he said and he transitioned from living off of what God said to working by the sweat of his brow. Okay, I want to I want to I have a little bit more time left and I want to go a little bit deeper here. You know, everything that God says that he is the beginning and he is the end. And when you think about this spiritual connection that we have or the spiritual connection to the father that we're supposed to have, you know, it's not by happenstance anything because before life has begun, it has already ended. And one of the things that I find a great delight in is when God opens my eyes to his reality. And in meditation, I said to the Lord, there's no way, Father, that you were uh, thrown off in any way by what Adam did, because you already knew he would do it. You wrote that he would do it. And, And in conversation about what, the Lord was really putting on my heart to teach tonight. I said to the Lord, I said, Adam was dead before he was even alive. Father, you knew that already. He was dead before he was alive. You knew exactly what he would do. And that's the part that makes you tremble at how powerful God is. That God made a man in order to demonstrate his sovereign power in the earth. And, and that's why it makes sense when they say that we're supposed to enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. And, and, you know, because he did not make us to destroy us. He says, I've called you my beloved, you are my child, you know, and you have an inheritance because when you look at, you know, and I heard someone say, you know, we're all creatures of God, but we're not all children of God. That is his inheritance uh he makes that distinction and i was talking to somebody in preparation for the night the bible says that the lord rejected esau in the womb right and i used to think how that's weird why would god reject a baby in the womb because he's letting us know in his sovereign power there's some he has made for honor and some that he has made for dishonor now that that's trembling there right there that'll make you tremble because when you have eyes open you say oh I just thank him that he made me to honor him because he could have made me to do something else and I bless him even now and so I want to say this as I was saying you know before Adam before he blew into Adam's nostrils, he was already dead. Oh Lord, do it. He was already dead. John six and sixty four. I want to give some scriptural context to that, and that that I that really that really is very shaky, because in the earth, you know, we see people losing their life, and we ask ourselves, what could we do? And I really, when you read his word, you ask yourself, well, he could have stopped Adam from eating of the forbidden. King Abimelech, he stopped him from touching Sarah when Abraham got scared and said to Abimelech that Sarah was his sister. And. And God visited Abimelech and said, don't touch her. That's not his sister. And the Bible says that God made all the women in King Abimelech's kingdom barren. So, you know, he can do it. And him being sovereign, he sat there in sovereignty, knowing exactly what was going to happen And he knew exactly when he was going to come in on cue. And he came exactly in on cue and said, Adam, where art thou? He, oh my God, that, that, that is explosive thinking. It's explosive thinking. Okay. It says here in John six and 64, but, but there are some of you that believe not for Jesus knew from the beginning, who they were. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This stuff, this experience here in on Earth, we, we you, life is already. And 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 I, I I I can hear the theologians now. Well, then you're saying that there's no purpose to life. No, that I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is God, there's dimensions to consciousness that he says, Adam, where art thou? There's dimensions to conscious awareness that you even have, you know, well-known researchers saying that there's parts of us that's so deep that if if they were brought to the surface, we would be fearful. That there's parts in our consciousness and our subconsciousness, things that dwells, things that are so deep. Like, why does that person likes ketchup on their scramble eggs. They can't tell you why they like it. They just know that they do. And and the behavioral scientists, the psychodynamic theorists say that there's a reason why he likes ketchup on his eggs. And and that reason is so deep, deeply locked on the inside of him that if He figured out uh, this is Socrates even said in someone said, you know, and they were they were extrapolating from Socrates that the only way to really stop yourself from doing anything is to know yourself so deeply that you become acquainted with the evil that is within you. But that's Bible, right? Uh, That's Bible. Paul said that the things that I want to do, I don't do the things that I don't want to do. I do, you know, that there's a place within us that's so deep. And, and all I'm saying is that before it started, it already end. God knew exactly what Adam would do. He God God is not thrown off and, and God knows who he has designed to be linked to the power source before heaven comes under earth. Because if we are not connected to him before heaven and earth aligns, then you you don't have any more power because the enemy connects to us through our flesh. And God says, no flesh shall glory in my presence. Meaning when heaven comes over top of earth, if you are in your flesh, he says, no flesh will glory in my presence. And he says, lights out. And that's how you get suicide in such a ridiculous rate that people just end their life and it appears as though they have everything to live for because the moment heaven and earth is sitting on top of each other, they don't think that they have everything to live for because they have no more sustaining power. Before we go tonight, I want to read one more scripture. It's Acts 15 and 19. It says, known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. He knows every single thing. He has made all things to give him glory. And I'm just asking him for a revival like the earth has not yet seen that we would connect to the vine dresser, that we would plug into him, that we would get out of the flesh and that we would plug into his spirit before it is too late. I'm asking that of God, that he would do it because of his great love. Well, my time is up with you tonight. I want to thank you for sitting tight and listening to me. All night long. Well, not all night long. Until from ten to now. I just want to thank you. I want to ask you kindly tell everyone you know. I know that seems um, like a big bold statement, but as many people as you can, let them know that we're on at ten p.m. here on Saturday night. Uh, tell them how your life has been changed. If you get a minute, please log on to Doctor Behave. That's Doctor D O C T O R Behave dot com. Uh, You're able to go on there and check us out, read our blogs, and to look at some of the material that we have produced. Well, I would say good night, but it's not until next week. Have an amazing day. God bless you. Clear my radio. We're out.
0: listening to Clear Mind Radio with your host, Dr. Ebony Humphrey. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of Dr. Ebony or have interest in many of the books she's written, go to drbehave.com or find her on Twitter at dr underscore behave. And be sure to join us again next Saturday night at 10 for more Clear Mind Radio with Dr. Ebony here on 820 a.m. The Word.